Hello, and welcome to the Legal Helm podcast. In addition to Halloween, October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Here are a couple of frightening cybersecurity statistics. On average, only 5% of companies' folders are properly protected, and data breaches exposed 36 billion records in the first half of 2020. Of course, these facts can have terrifying repercussions for law firms, so we've decided to bring you a bonus episode dedicated to cybersecurity. Today, our host, Bim Dave, interviews Helm 360 cybersecurity expert Ambuth Anamuthu about how the COVID pandemic is spurring on cybercrime, best practices for protecting your law firm, and new threats to watch out for. And now, on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Legal Helm. Today, I'm with Anbu, IT Director here at Helm 360. Anbu, welcome to the show. Before we do a dive into the topic of cybersecurity, can you give our audience a little introduction of specifically your experience in the field of information technology? Nice to meet you, Bim, again. So my experience in IT, it's, it's been about 16 years plus. I've started with desktop support and then service support and then the whole IT support with, with multiple technologies supporting servers, compute storage, backups, and networking and security. So being with the industry close to two decades, I would say security is a challenging thing because it's a continuous process. We need to make sure you're relevant and you're updated with the technologies that evolves. That's the continuous learning that I'm going through. Let me just share a couple of stats that I recently read just to give the context of the conversation. Cybercrime is up by 600% due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, obviously, with cybercriminals taking advantage of the fact that a lot was going on with COVID-19 and led to opportunities to target specific areas and individuals as well as businesses. Uh-huh. 43% of cyber attacks are actually targeted at small business. Uh-huh. So although there's ongoing attacks to big business and large corporations, actually there is a significant percentage of cyber attacks which are specifically targeted at small businesses, which is very interesting. Finally, 95% of cybersecurity breaches are as a result of human error, which hopefully we can dig into a little bit because that's one of the very important kind of stats that stand out when we think about security and security breaches. Obviously, we as humans contribute to the statistics that we see and some of the things that we can do to prevent them. What would you say are the biggest cybersecurity threat facing firms? Firms are facing, I would say, five critical cybersecurity threats. The first one is social hacking which is called phishing. It's a social engineering hacking, actually. That is first and foremost. And the second one is ransomware, because now people are working from home. They just click on the links that they want. They don't care much about what's going to happen after clicking the links. They just click the links and they get ransomware and malware installed on their computers. That's the second security threat that we face. And the third one is the unpatched systems, the updates to the systems, which is not current and up to date. So that's a third critical security threat that we are seeing from an IT perspective. What happens is when people connect from home, the system's missing updates. You know, they don't get the proper updates uh, as when they get connected from office. The people out there in cyber industry, they make this as an advantage and steal data. So that's a third critical threat that we see from a cybersecurity perspective. And the fourth one is beacon passwords. This is one being that we've been telling and advising people and giving training to the people that try to use the hard passwords. 
don't use weekend passwords and repeated passwords, but it's still happening. That's one of the things that you know people have to take care of. So these four are the critical threats out there in the cybersecurity perspective. So if I'm a law firm today, maybe I'm a mid-sized law firm and I'm worried about cybersecurity, maybe there's a specific attack that's happened within my firm. What can I do now to prevent cyber attacks from happening? What would be your recommendations in that area? I would say there are three recommendations that I could make. The first recommendation would be be relevant and be update to the technologies because the most vulnerable systems or vulnerable applications or data being the outdated ones that are not updated because the technology and the updates that the original equipment manufacturers uh, sends out to the devices and, and the services are relevant to the cyber attacks that's happening today. So make sure your systems are updated with the current patches and hotfixes. So that's one thing that we need to do. And the second thing is be aware of the latest and current cybersecurity attacks, because there are a lot of sophisticated attacks that's happening out there in the market. So one password concept is completely gone, but still people use just one password. From IT perspective, we always recommend to use multi-factor authentications keep passwords strong and complicated. Make sure your data is protected with your own personal security codes. And the third thing would be contact your IT department or team if you find something. If you see something, say something, right? So if you see something that's not good happening, inform the team so that they can make an assessment and preventing things to happen, you know, and then that's not going to happen to others. And all these things are not just for you, because if you get infected, your system gets infected, it's going to infect the whole company because your company is connected. You know, your systems talk to different systems and your system talk to your colleague systems. So if you get infected, everybody's get infected. They're going to get everybody's information on the network. So it's not just your data, you know. So we've got to be mindful about what you enter and what you share on the website or when you click any link on the internet. So that's why we want to make sure that whenever you click on anything, make sure you double check it, you're clicking the right link. I just want to touch on something that you just mentioned around multi-factor authentication. Just for those that aren't fully familiar with that terminology, can you just explain what that means, multi-factor authentication? Multi-factor authentication means traditionally we, we know the passwords that we use. Since the day that we started using computers, we use one password that we know of and we only know of. But those days are gone. There is a recent study that says that more than 80% of security threats are security hacking because of weak passwords because of the repeated passwords that you use. So the passwords are very important, but everybody uses repeated passwords and sometimes use weakened passwords. Multi-factor authentication helps here to protect your information, to protect your identity in a way that not just one password that's going to give you access to systems, but also the multi-factor authentication system is going to send you a second level password to your mobile or your personal email that you got to make sure you enter that one-time password to log into the corporate systems. So that way you have two passwords. One is your personal and the second one is the one-time password that you get on your mobile. So that's the multi-level authentication method that we follow. 
but you got to make sure you use the complex strong password and then one-time password to log into the system. So that's called multi-factor authentication. Thank you, Anbu. So just moving on, you kind of touched on this briefly and the, the kind of stats that we talked about earlier where 95% of the breaches that happened tend to be focused around human error that's kind of contributing to it. And you talked about some of the things where we can change behavior by sharing information, letting your IT departments know when something awry has come about or something that you're not sure about. What can firms do to really do a good job of educating staff? What would be your recommendations in that area to help firms really try and reduce that percentage of errors being caused by humans clicking on the wrong thing and those kind of mistakes that can contribute to cybersecurity threats? I would say training, training, training. So for the employees in the company, they have to get training proper awareness and be eager to know that what is coming up in the security perspective. Because if you're not interested in learning the security stuff out there in the market, then you may be a victim of a security breach. At some point in time, you may lose your personal data. At the same time, you may be a victim of of security breach in your company. Make sure you be relevant with the security awareness that's happening out there in the market. That's very important. And again, the first point that I told you, training, right? So make sure everybody's aware of the training. It's not just a one-time training, but you got to make sure you keep sending the latest security information to the people. They read about it and then get trained and get certified. So the training is a very critical factor in this whole cycle. If one person is not updated to the security threat, if he's not updated with the latest security, then he may not be able to protect the, the the data, not just the data, his data, but also the company information, right? Because he's not just one person, but he also connected to the systems within the company. So training is very important. Awareness is very important. And also understand what's going on in the security market is very important. All three are very important for any employees within the company. That's the way to make sure everybody is following the security policies and be relevant to the security threats you know, awareness out there in the market. Excellent. Thank you for that. So I hear a lot about response and what an appropriate response to a security breach should be within an organization. Uh Can you talk to us a little bit about that in terms of how would you define a good response to a security breach happening within an organization? What kind of things should we be considering? Are there any tools, processes that should be put in place to enable that to happen effectively? Absolutely, Bim. So let's talk about the tools and technologies first, and then we'll go to what should we do, if if at all. Technology is playing a vital role in, in the whole cybersecurity market. I would say there are two key reasons. One, technology is fast, and the second, the technology is reliable, right? The amount of growth that we see in the industry, especially in cybersecurity area, so you got to be fast to be relevant uh, to the industry, right? So the technology is a key player in the whole market. So you got to be relevant, and at the same time, it has to be fast and reliable as well. There are a lot of tools out there in the market nowadays, and Splunk is one of the market leader in cybersecurity, and it monitors and also it gives you recommendations. And the other tool is QRadar from IBM, being another technology out there in the market that helps. We as a company, we partnered with companies like Bitdefender, Webroot, and FireEye. So all these security companies helping us to detect 
and also respond to security incidents you know the right partnership helps us to be relevant and also be updated with the security market that's out there now let's come to the second point which is what should we do when a breach happens so again let me go with the bulleted response to it so the three things that we should do one send out a simple very precise communication that's very important because you got to make sure uh, people are aware of the breach and also the impact of the breach right because if you're not communicating the right information to the team or right information to the authorities then you're not going to get the right impact calculated so you got to make sure the impact calculated and also respond to the incident with the right information so be simple be honest be concise that's what we say when something happens obviously a business like a law firm who is also really considering some of the data that they host internally that hmm. could be sensitive client data should that response extend not just to internal players within the organization but also considering the fact that there's actually a customer at the end of this right that also needs to be informed yes they have to be informed so i would say everybody tied up into the whole data cycle right i would say this is a data cycle from a security uh, perspective so customer end user it and any government bodies that needs to be informed make sure everybody is informed in this whole cycle you got to be transparent within this system again those three bullets right simple honest and concise so that's very important with all four departments in the whole cycle excellent thank you so just finally i hear a lot and we hear a lot in the news about the dark web this unknown quantity that is the the dark web hmm. can you help our listeners understand what that actually means and why we need to know what it is so when you talk about dark web is there a white web the other side of the internet industry is called a clear web when we talk about the dark web we should know about the clear web as well now let's talk about the simple analogy so when you go to clear web when you go to amazon you buy legitimate things on amazon that's a clear web analogy and when you go to the dark web you get things like stolen passwords cracked passwords somebody's credit card information the information being sold are not legitimate information not just personal information but also you know some illegal activities happening out there that are not good for the community and not good for the industry if, if you ask me the dark web is 100% illegal there are some good things as well but when you when you compare the good and bad bad things are more so the dark web so uh, we got to be careful about it so if you don't want to be a victim of data being stolen or data being sold in the dark web you got to be careful about clicking links and clicking about the social media because a lot of information being sold or being collected by social media so you got to be careful about clicking the links and when you click links and provide information are collected by people out there in the dark web and your information are being sold in the dark web and then the aftermath what would happen when your personal information is stolen right so this is a example between dark web and clear web thank you very much Sounds like a very scary place. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so, Anbu, thank you for sharing your knowledge on this important topic. October obviously is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and cybersecurity continues to be a challenge faced not only by the legal sector but pretty much every individual on the planet, especially with the advent of so many different applications and tools that we use in our day-to-day -day life that are consuming data, storing data, and doing all sorts of interesting things with data, right? So this is really, really pertinent and really appreciate your insight uh, into this. 
Before we wrap up and before I let you go, I just have a couple of final rapid fire questions. If I can just uh, get, get a quick response on these ones. Mm -hmm. So first one is, what is the biggest challenge you are facing today as an individual, whether that be business or non-business, um, what's the biggest challenge that you're facing? Biggest challenge is creating awareness among people about this IT security, because though we are giving them the training materials and information, getting the response and getting the response in, in terms of receiving those information is not as good as we expect. So we expect people to receive the information and respond with a positive note. You know, that's what we expect. And that's a challenge, but we want to overcome the challenge as soon as possible. Ben. Fantastic. And final question. In your career to date, who's been your most important mentor? Mentor? Okay. So personally, I feel Sundar Pichai from Google is my personal mentor for many reasons. And of course, I do follow him a lot. And so he is my mentor. Fantastic. Thank you, Rambo, again. Really great talking to you today and appreciate you taking the time out to share your wisdom and knowledge on this topic. Oh, it's my pleasure as well, Bim. It, it was good talking to you. And uh, let's keep doing this kind of conversation going forward and make sure we share the information. It's, it's good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode on cybersecurity for law firms. And be sure to tune in for our podcast early next month when Bim interviews Alan Rich, CEO of Y Meadows. As always, if you have any questions for us or you have any topics you'd like us to cover on the show, you can reach us at helm360.com. That's helm360.com. See you next time on The Legal Help.